This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Christians not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The Secure Fence Act mandated that the Secretary of DHS, that would be you, achieve operational control of our borders. Mr. Secretary, our borders are not under control. Mr. Secretary, you are derelict in your duties. I would be derelict to not do something about this. And that's why I have a draft resolution here that I intend to introduce in the coming days that would require the Senate to take a vote of no confidence on Secretary Mayorkas. As I've stated on the record before, I stand at the ready to receive articles of impeachment from the House and conduct an impeachment trial on this body. But in the meantime, I think the Senate must show our colleagues in the House that we've had enough of the failures from the Department of Homeland Security and believe that the Secretary is not fit to faithfully carry out the duties of his office. I would like to insert this into the record. Mr. Chairman, thank you, and I yield back. This is a tremendously exciting day to have one of the most major embassies that we have anywhere in the world make this uh, green transition. Really sets, uh, sets the example and sets the stage to, uh, to do even more across the entire State Department enterprise. As uh, the ambassador said, we're fulfilling uh, executive order by the president, but the fact that it's happening here in Japan, uh, in Tokyo, is very, very meaningful. Welcome to the War Room. It's not Stephen K. Bannon, it's Natalie Winters, the co-host and executive editor, filling in while Steve is busy and out on assignment, while he takes the afternoon off. The same certainly cannot be said for our enemies, foreign and domestic, with an emphasis, of course, on the latter. But don't fret, don't go anywhere. We have a very, very packed show. If you saw in the cold open, that was the wonderful senator from Kansas, Senator Roger Marshall, who I was on today, War, uh, war Room, earlier talking about the pretty bombshell-laden, uh, because there's a couple of bombshells in that report, uh, report that was released from his office about the origins of COVID. Uh, he'll be joining us actually later in the show around the 5.30 mark to talk about that as well as, as, well as uh, his decision to introduce the resolution to hold a vote of no confidence on, of course, the infamous DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. But in the meantime, we have also some very high-caliber guests. We got Dave Walsh and Naomi Wolf joining us to talk about, of course, energy and COVID vaccines, all that good stuff. Frankly, not so good stuff. But I think we should have Dave Walsh down the line. If we could bring Dave in, that would be great. Uh, people may have seen, there's been some reporting. Uh, it was actually first released in, uh, on Bloomberg in, on Monday, um, a report that actually showed that this whole green energy push that the Biden regime 
has been angling for, I don't think that's a secret to anyone, um, is actually coming up against and really kind of at odds with America's national security. Now, that, of course, makes sense because it makes us more reliant on China. But all the way down uh, to even the DOD, the Pentagon is actually raising the red flags, raising the really red alarm about what this green energy push is doing. So, Dave, if you could sort of walk us through what the DOD is so concerned about with this green energy push uh, and why people are right to be concerned. Well, there was apparently a DOD Navy report issued in October of last year, 2022, that did indicate the entire East Coast is problematic with, or highly problematic in their words, with respect to naval activities and naval training and Air Force act training activities. And I think it, it gets at specifically one project, the Dominion planned 2,800 megawatt. Um, 176 wind turbine farm being planned 25 to 30 miles off the east coast of Hampton Roads, Norfolk, and Newport News. That's where the Newport News shipyard is where the United States of America constructs all of its nuclear submarines. It's not a defense secret. Everyone there knows that. Everyone that lives there. And all of its um, nuclear-powered aircraft carriers does trials for all that equipment offshore right there. And that's the home base of the largest naval base in the world that the United States Navy has, where those those vessels are frequently housed and overhauled and have to get in and out of on a very rapid basis. So the erection of 176 offshore wind towers to navigate our nuclear Navy around doesn't exactly make a lot of sense. And it looks like the planning and the permitting for these offshore uh, permits has not been well coordinated whatsoever with the DOD in accordance with these reports. And of course, not to mention the, uh, the numerous well debts now, we've got numerous mayors, mainly Democrat mayors in New Jersey, um, off, uh, battling offshore wind farms for that reason environmentally. So we've got several issues. And I do, before we get off the topic, I do want to talk about the impact on ratepayers because, Natalie, it's a disaster. The cost of these is absolutely unaffordable to ratepayers. And shame on our public utilities for getting behind this kind of push to go ahead and see three to four times the operating cost of this kind of power as conventional gas-fired power generation be foisted on ratepayers. Sure. Well, let's walk through that a little bit more because I think anytime I've had you, you on, we've always talked about how the issue of climate change, green energy has always come down to one thing, and it's always been about power and control of your life. So it's curious that they would be pushing these policies that are only going to make it more expensive for you to heat your home in the winter um, amidst this ongoing crisis of inflation and really a, a pretty abysmal and a dismal economy at that. But as Steve always says, you know, make it make sense. In other words, why would the Biden regime, specifically in the context of America's national security and the military, why would they be pushing such radical reforms that basically provide no demonstrable benefit to the United States, right? It's only raising their rates. Is this part of this broader global, you know, I'll use the term great reset, of course, uh, paying respects to the World Economic Forum, but it seems like there's something else going on here. In other words, they're sort of ignoring the side effects of the problem, right? They have their blinders on. They want green energy. They want renewable energy, whatever it may be. But they're just sort of ignoring the ramifications of that. Why do you think that is? I, I think they want to hide behind the cost profile of this stuff because it's it's exorbitant and it's unaffordable. I'll give you, and I, I come from 
tremendous experience in this. I was personally involved in building three, the three largest combined cycle plants for Dominion Energy in Virginia several years ago. Uh, th this offshore farm would generate 8.8 .8 million megawatt hours a year, it said. The cost of a combined cycle plant to generate 8.8 .8 million megawatt hours a year of electricity would be about 1.1, 1.2 billion. This wind farm is going to cost ratepayers 9.8 billion to erect, producing that level of electricity. Now, why is it so low? You know, one thing, it doesn't operate 58% of the time. Offshore wind, oh, there's only enough wind to generate electricity about 42% of the time, even offshore. So you've got a massive energy deficit in terms of the amount of shear time that it can operate, which is still less than half the time. But again, even the uh, according to the Energy Information Administration under the DOE, this data is all published. Offshore wind costs about $135 a kilowatt hour to operate. Uh, combined cycle with current gas costs about $36 a kilowatt hour. So about this is about three and a half times more costly on a continuous basis. Again, the capex 8.7 times more, but on the on a continuous basis about three and a half times more, even with natural gas being fueled to a combined cycle plant all the time. So the, the cost, all this cost gets passed on to ratepayers, and, and they're not told about this. In, in, a, in a fair, eloquent, objective way ahead of these projects, it's only all about the environment. And I hate to say it, but companies like Dominion, who were managed by their ESG shareholding, and they're all about their major capex, their, their equity uh, share, which it's a major publicly traded company, are all about now making the SEC happy, making the EPA happy, making their green shareholders happy that they're they're on board with ESG and they're transforming their company to a net zero basis by 2050, according to their mantra. Well, but but they fail to say at what cost to ratepayers, at what cost of money in rates, but be more as importantly, at what cost of reliability when you're replacing continuous running generation assets with assets that run 38 to 42 percent of the time, you're really you're really having a horrible impact on system reliability to boot. So the, the only benefit would be if one is worried about CO2. Uh, the, the costs of, of these systems are unaffordable. And that's that's the that's the buried lead on these. They're unaffordable for ratepayers. Yeah. But they're not discussed widely. ESG, diversity, equity, they don't mean much when the uh, lights don't turn on or you can't afford right. to heat your home. And I have to say, you did say Dominion, and I know Fox did just settle for $787.5 million with the other Dominion. Dominion so, Energy. That's some, a yes, of course, of course, of course. But we got some breaking news about 24 minutes ago that was just released. Like I said, Dominion and Fox News have reached a 787 million million dollar settlement in their defamation lawsuit. We got a few minutes before we jump to break and we're going to talk about after the break how credit scores, carbon tracking are coming to you, coming to us here, or at least those of us who are sad to say they live in New York, uh, thanks to the administration of Mayor Eric Adams. But before we get on to that, because I want to give that issue its due time, again, like I said, we just have a few minutes, but I'm just curious because Part of it, you know, it's the kind of age-old question, at least of the Biden regime, is it incompetence or is it malintent? And I think someone like Pete Buttigieg, right, the uh, who's running transportation, the Department of Transportation, he's done a pretty abysmal job. Uh, meanwhile, he announced today, I think they're going to plow another, what is it, $1.8 billion to make sure that, you know, roads aren't racist, something along those lines. 
What do you think it is when it comes to the leadership within the Biden regime? Like you said, you have experience in this industry. I wouldn't be surprised if you know some people who are pretty high up within the federal government working on these issues. Do you think it's all about transforming America to this radical, green, new energy, new deal type country? Or do you think these people are just, they've kind of bought the, uh, I guess you'd call it the tape, they've taken the green pill, not the red pill. Um, they just believe this stuff wholeheartedly and are just blind to the consequences. We've got a few minutes before we got to jump to break. I, I, I do think the, the lurch to the left has been so dramatic. I mean, it, 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 I'll go back. The second term of the Obama administration, President Obama was taking credit for the fracking revolution that occurred in this country that gave us tremendous uh, self-dependence on our own reservoir of natural gas and oil in this country, making us, again, the largest exporter in the world of oil and gas products and enjoying very low costs, tremendous job boom. He bragged about that on several occasions. This administration wants to consistently, every department had the SEC, the Federal Reserve Chair, the uh, of course the DOE had Granholm, all about mantra, continuous mantra on ending the use of fossil fuels, which is all about driving up the, the, the hardships and cost on ratepayers and also on, on fertilizers that are emanate from ammonia and nitrogen-based fertilizers, which have propelled food, food uh, productivity upward by about factor of three to four times since the 50s, uh, eliminating the use of those fuels for fertilizers. Uh, it just, it, this defies any logic except weakening the country, weakening the relative positioning of U.S. consumers, and actually in terms of weakening our national defense, sapping the country's energy reserve in electricity and natural gas is a horrendous backward step in our ability to defend ourselves, both as a competitor economically, industrially, and militarily, all, all three. It's just uh, this is unprecedented what this administration's doing. That's a lot coming from you, because like you said, I know you have a long track record of of working in this industry um, in the private sector, but you also understand the public sector, too. Um, but and of course, emboldening China, pushing them only closer towards Russia. Of course, Hunter Biden managed to get all of his deals in, whether it was Sinopec, Yan Coal, China National Nuclear Corporation. He got all of his money um, for these Chinese Chinese energy companies. And I'd be remiss to not mention, of course, Burisma and these Ukrainian energy conglomerates, too. I'm sure there's absolutely no conflict of interest going on there. Hang with me through the break. Like I said, I want to get in to what's going on in New York, another pretty aptly named uh, aspect of uh, Eric Adams' uh, mayoral office, the Office of Climate and Environmental Justice, wants to tell you that you need to eat less meat, otherwise the world's going to implode, climate change is going to wreak havoc and, and destroy the world. But Dave is right. Believe it or not, the U.S. has actually seen five years' worth of clean energy investments in just nine months under the Biden regime. They're really jamming this stuff through. They want to change this country radically. We're here to stop them. Hang through. we got a 90-second break. We'll be right back. we got Dave Walsh on the other side. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, Long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. 
Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. Host Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. It's my favorite time, my favorite part of the show where I get to tell you why you should use promo code War Room when you go to my pillow. And I actually have a personal story. I was at a wonderful charity event for a group called Make 220 again. They help with veteran suicide and PTSD. And in their little goodie bags that they gave out, they actually gave us my pillow beach towels. They're very patriotic. They have stripes on them and an eagle. So I think they sell them on the website, but summer's coming. You should definitely pick up some MyPillow beach towels. I didn't even know that they made them, but they're really, really, really nice quality. Like I said, make sure you use promo code WARROOM if you're interested in looking pretty cool and patriotic and fighting for election integrity on the beach. That uh, $787.5 million sum that Fox just settled with Dominion for, I think Mike Lindell could probably use some of us to use the promo code WARROOM on MyPillow. But, Dave, before we let you go, I think you're still with us, um, I just wanted to, you know, again, this dovetails with what we talk about, right, the broader agenda. I know the World Economic Forum likes to call it the polycrises, uh, that is climate change, that is this kind of, you know, social living through an eco-perspective, priori- prioritizing the environment and environmental justice. So, of course, when I see an article about how down in New York, the mayor's rolling out an initiative, not only among their uh, state agencies to cut their emissions by like 25 to 30 percent, but introducing a carbon footprint tracker on citizens in partnership with American Express. That, to me, my, my spidey senses go off and say, this seems like the beginning stages of, albeit voluntary, eventually an involuntary social credit score type thing. I'll read you a direct quote from Adams. It is easy to talk about emissions that are coming from vehicles and how it impacts our carbon footprint, but now we have to talk about beef. I remember when me and you, people like us, were called conspiracy theorists for saying that they were coming for beef, but alas, we've been proven correct. Not getting too tired of that, especially when it comes to COVID origins. We've got Senator Marshall joining us after Dr. Wolf. But before I let you go, Dave, I'm just curious, what is your reaction uh, to this kind of carbon footprint tracking going on in New York? Well, there are two. I mean, one, we're talking here, the mayor's talking about the secondary consequence on CO2 emissions of cow uh, fertilizers and flatulence cow flatulence effect on CO2 way downstream of when someone finally consumes the hamburger, the hot, not the hot dog, the uh, beef sandwich, whatever. I mean, this is, this is so insanely downstream, this whole theory of 
cow flatulence and fertilizer um, emissions from eating the food. So but he's got this tied together. The, the more worrisome thing is the money center banks participating in tracking, and they did this on the on the January 6th event of traveling and now talking about participating in per- procurement, uh, consumer procurement patterns relative to carbon emissions tracking, American Express, this is, this is it's frightening. This shouldn't be happening. Uh, but, it, and Dr. Wolf has talked about this ad nauseum on big pharma and the medical system being dominated by companies running the, uh, the, the medical departments and government. You, you know, you've got the same cross linkage in the SEC and the FDIC with money center banks who are highly regulated do tend to crawl into bed heavily with those who highly regulate them and work very closely with what they want on things that are outside the boundaries of regulations that are about tracking folks. And they, they, they wind up working too closely in these kinds of things that are insidious and, and basically spying on the American people. Uh, I mean, I hate to hear the American Express would have seemed to be involved in something like this, but it sounds like they're involved. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's wild. I remember when the Department of Homeland Security and CISA, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, all the wonderful agencies that have been meddling in our social media platforms and, frankly, our elections, when they listed who was participating in their meetings in terms of corporations, I remember J.P. Morgan, I think it was like their vice president, was one of the leading participants. And I think that shows you, that's kind of, again, the buried lead, the writing on the wall, where they want to go with all of this, the involvement of the financial institutions. Dave, where can people follow you and stay up to date with your work? They can find me on uh, Getter and True Social at Dave Walsh Energy. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you. Future Secretary of Energy right there. Just like the true origins of COVID, you heard that first. Here on War Room, I think we should have Dr. Wolf joining us down the line. I think we do. Maybe a little bit of a spotty connection. I'll I'll blame it. I usually would say I'd blame it on the Chinese Communist Party, but with you, it's 50-50 between the Chinese Communist Party (laughs) or Big Pharma. But uh, speaking of the latter, speaking of Big Pharma, I hear you have some information with regard to how the vaccines from some midwives about its impact, how it's impacting pregnant women. Can you kind of explain what you've uncovered? Yes. Yes, Natalie. Um, and it's, it's very disturbing. Uh, so as a journalist, I'm trained to notice when there's multiple independently confirming signals at the same time from different sources. And so I'm very disturbed to announce that um, I've now got two midwives in independent practices, one in Northern California in Sonora named Ellen Jasmer. She's a very uh, experienced, distinguished, um, certified nurse midwife who's been uh, helping women deliver since 1976. And um, I just heard from another one, Ruth Cummings in Sacramento. Uh, And both of them are seeing the same things. And this again, adds um, confirmation to an alert that Dr. James Thorpe brought forward recently, um, and he's the maternal fetal medicine specialist who showed, and I showed them on this show, an image of calcifications, like a netting of calcifications on the placenta um, of vaccinated moms. Um, And we've talked in the past, Natalie, about how if you've got lipid nanoparticles traversing every membrane in the human body, they can also compromise the placenta. Well, I had a tragic interview with uh, Ellen Jasmer, 
the the nurse midwife uh, further north in California, and she said that since 2020, she's been seeing placentas, and I I have photographs that she sent me that are so disturbing. It was quite an education because I'd never really seen a placenta, um, but uh, normal healthy placentas, not to you know alarm everyone, but we've got to deal with this, are deep. Uh, purple maroon and kind of thick and they're a home for a baby for you know nine months these placentas and she showed me the images are she's seeing silver gray placentas some of them are shrunken so not big enough to deliver a normal baby and many midwives are reporting that they have to deliver babies early because the placenta can't um, sustain a full-term baby and she showed me an image of a placenta that was like two inches in circumference narrower, shorter, smaller than a normal placenta. And this confirms what Dr. Ryan Cole, I just learned, um, is also finding these shrunken placentas. But also Ellen Jasmer's images of placentas include what she calls COVID bumps or little white bumps all over them that are visible to the naked eye. And these are calcifications, she thinks. Um, and they're also in vaccinated moms. So she's teasing out what are the you know, impaired uh, uteruses or placentas from vaccinated moms. What are the impaired uteruses from moms who have COVID? And is there a crossover? She doesn't yet have that those data. But for sure, since the vaccines rolled out, she said she's seeing no normal placentas. I asked her to send me an image of a normal placenta post-2020, and she said she doesn't have any. They're all compromised. So she's concerned about shedding. Um, compromising the placentas of uh, unvaccinated moms. But the other horrible thing is that um, these placentas are flat. They're pancake-like. In other words, after they're removed from the you know mom's body um, after delivery, healthy, normal placentas kind of maintain their shape in the sense that they're, they're thick. They're, you know, a place that a baby can get nourished, as I mentioned, for nine months, these just flatten, they like they collapse. And, and the um, tiny blood vessels that bring nutrients to the baby are being impaired by these visible calcifications. Um, and so Ruth Cummings said the same thing. She's seeing silver gray placentas with these tiny white, not that tiny, you can see them in the slides, um, white dots all over them. So I guess the thing I also want to alert everyone to, so now that's four independent sources saying that um, vaccinated or kind of post-COVID vaccinated or possibly shed to, you know, post-2020 women's placentas are are being impaired in these dramatic ways. Um, she also said, uh, Ellen Jasmine also said that babies often come out seeming okay and they go home and they get rushed to the hospital within a day because they are in respiratory distress. And she's never seen that um, so frequently before. Um, so the last thing I would say about all of this, and it's so predictable and I'm so angry at Twitter and the CDC and the DHS and the White House, all of whom colluded to deplatform me when I tried to raise an alarm about this a year and a half ago with menstrual disorders, because all of this is so predictable. If women are having massive menstrual disorders, something's going to be wrong when they try to have a baby. Um, but what we're seeing now is a 40% rise in maternal deaths. And, and this is in the West, in North America and Western Europe. So I had an in-depth discussion with Ellen Jasmer about what could be causing this. And basically, 
these impaired placentas and the blood clots that are also being seen in the placentas really return women to a kind of 19th century reality for giving childbirth, giving birth, in which you can die in childbirth and you can die from septicemia. Uh, she described the placenta as not coming away easily. The, um, the the attachments of the placenta to the woman's body, which in a healthy woman kind of very impressively detach when it's time to remove the placenta from the body, not detaching properly. And so the women are... Hang, from, hang with uh, us through, through the break. We, we're coming up against the break. I want to talk about some new stunning figures coming out of the Israeli Ministry of Health, but I really think she proves it's a whole new meaning to America becoming a third world country. And because of forced vaccine mandates, you see young mothers and their babies getting sick. Hang with us. We'll be back in like 90 seconds. We've got another bombshell report. Stephen K. Bannon here with a warning. When's the last time you checked the legal title to your home. What if the title to your home, the legal document that proves you actually own it, is in some criminal's name? That's home title theft, and it's a total and complete nightmare. Home titles are online now. Once a criminal forges your signature, it's a race against time to stop him before he takes out loans against your home, or worse, sells your home. So when's the last time you checked your home's title? My partners at Home Title Lock demonstrate... How criminals get you in minutes. They found the title to my home online and forged my signature, stating I sold my home. Some criminal was now the owner. Home Title Lock helps shut it down. That's what they do better than anyone on this planet. How do you know some criminal hasn't taken over your title to your home? Find out free with a sign-up and get 30 days. Let me repeat that. 30 days of free protection when you use promo code BANNON at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Do this today. Take action, action, action. Stephen K. Bannon. It's pretty absurd. The same shills and Big Pharma or the Democratic Party who wants you to be able to kill your baby like Two weeks after it's been born are also the same voices who are telling you COVID vaccines are great and they certainly don't affect any of your abilities to reproduce or have children. Don't mind if I don't trust them. I'm sure I'll get fact-checked for saying that, but hey, I think that's a that's a badge of honor. I think that's been established by now. I think we shall, still should have Dr. Wolf down the line, like I said. There's a pretty startling figure uh, coming out of the Israeli Ministry of Health, which as you've said, really sort of led the way, forged the path in terms of these COVID vaccines, but showing that just 0.2% of infants and toddlers, thank God, have actually received the COVID-19 vaccine. Can you sort of walk us through this daily clout report, what the significance is? Sure. And this is an independent journalist named Yafa Shiraz, who um, sounded the alarm very early on about uh, menstrual disorders that women were having um, in Israel. Uh, Actually, she reported so interesting. She reported on the um, Orthodox Jewish community there because Orthodox Jewish women uh, track their menstrual cycles um, more carefully for ritual reasons uh, than secular women in some cases. And so she was seeing very early signs of 
horrors like women who are not vaccinated having agonizing menstrual cramps when they had intercourse with their husbands who were vaccinated. Um, so the word is out um, in Israel. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how, but it seems like shows like yours are, you know, have gotten through around the world. And no, you know, Israel, which was the petri dish of experimentation for getting. Uh, for mandates, for the Green Pass, for getting um, populations uh, mandated against their will, for enlisting religious leaders to, you know, insist that this was God's mission to get everyone vaccinated, um, they are rejecting uh, this injection for their kids. And maybe it's because, you know, everyone knows that quote unquote COVID is over. Maybe it's because people have been exposed to enough alternative media, but it's, it's a wonderful sign. I just wanted to switch gears for just a minute and note that I think that the report showing or confirming that, or making the case that the COVID virus was a lab leak from a PLA run lab in China. And the fact that American women are having post 2020 horrific damage to their placentas and thus to their babies is really the same story. I mean, you know, Natalie, that I see this as a bioweapon. And if you want to destroy your enemy, you know, how extraordinary to have an injection that makes it virtually impossible to reproduce uh, safely. And the for many people, I should say. And the other thing I want to share is that, you know, consistently through the Pfizer documents, big picture, we've seen a, a, a three to one, all the way to an eight to one um, ratio of damage of women to men. In other words, women are targeted in a multi-organ system way, uh, liver, kidney, uh, anaphylaxis, stroke, and certainly the reproductive disorders that are Pfizer's own words are, are represented 16% of the 72% adverse events that are women are reproductive disorders in Pfizer's own words. I bring this up because the same people who brought us the vaccine, not just China, but big tech, um, you know, Zuckerberg is invested in the vaccine. Google invested in the vaccine. Um, you know, Twitter censored people who are critical of the vaccine and so on. The same people who invest in the vaccine are also invested in lab-grown breast milk and artificial wombs. And MIT just ran a release a report that was thrilled. It's always MIT, but that was thrilled about advances in artificial wombs. So, you know, it's no longer science fiction to think one step ahead about what these monsters appear to be doing. You know, we've established that it's a war against humanity, but it seems very specifically from these reports from these independent midwives matched with who's behind all of this, matched with the report uh, from the Senate about the lab leak, you know, this seems like it seems perfectly plausible that part of the strategy is to impair women and replace like tech. The tech mind really likes to find things people do for free or very well without any intervention from technology and impair it or, quote unquote, disrupt it so that um, so that technological or digital uh gates that are managed by gatekeepers can be imposed. And for millennia, human beings have managed to have sex and have children 
for the most part, healthily uh, for free by themselves. And I can see that a last frontier and I'm, I'm just putting pieces together. You know, I don't have a smoking gun except all this massively piling up evidence of disruption of normal human reproduction. Um, and the fact that these people are so invested in replacing normal human reproduction, it is not beyond them to think, well, you know, immune systems work fine for free. You know, let's just impair the immune system and then make all this money. Well, you know, farmland works for free. Let's just, uh, you know, be um, GMO seeds uh, that are patented and, and sue farmers who try to grow their own food. Uh, it's the same logic that might say, and this is a hypothetical, well, women have been giving birth for free forever. Um, that's a huge market. You know, let's let's create something that and in, in the Pfizer documents, Natalie, the intentionality of the focus on they knew that conception was made more dangerous. They told vaccinated men not to have intercourse with um, women of childbearing age without two reliable contraceptives. They dissected the sex organs of male and female rats after intercourse. Um, this is, you know, for a respiratory pathogen. So it's abundantly clear that they were focused on disrupting human reproduction or they knew it would happen and they didn't stop. Um, so I'm just hypothesizing here, but all of these pieces indicate that they were, we know, perfectly fine ruining women as childbearing creatures. The supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting, and I think making it so millions of young women can't reproduce, or at least can't reproduce healthily, certainly falls into that strategy of unrestricted warfare. And like you said, that pretty bombshell COVID report, I think we should have Senator Marshall joining us semi-soon, um, really proves not that just that the Chinese Communist Party knew about this in the early days, but that their initial reaction was to go for vaccine development, which is something that is historically and empirically pretty anomalous for the Chinese Communist Party right. to do. Um, like you said, you know, Google was invested in the development of these vaccines. Well, Google is also funding bat research in China being conducted by EcoHealth Alliance, that same shady nonprofit that was getting money from Fauci. I always say if the same people who are creating the cures to these pandemics uh, are also the ones doing the pandemic prevention research, that's a conflict of interest uh, really to the T. Um, Dr. Wolf, where can people follow you and stay up to date with what you're working on? Thank you. Well, people should know that they can pre-order the Pfizer Documents book, which has all of this uh, horrific expose of the greatest crime against humanity ever. We've sold out four times now, um, but you can go to dailycloud.io and sign up to pre-order and get the next printing, which should be out in about nine days. Um, so please do that because we need to get the word out about these crimes. And otherwise, you can find me on Substack, Naomi R. Wolf, on Getter, Dr. Naomi R. Wolf, and on Twitter, Naomi R. Wolf. And here. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Thank while you, we wait for, for Senator Marshall to get up, I think we have Dr. Darren Beatty down the line. Now, we might have to go to, to Senator Marshall real quick. So before we get into the good stuff, I'm sure you'll want to whip out your pom-poms for Elon, uh, breaking news. Um, but can you tease a little bit what you're working on with the Jan 6 piece that is, I don't know if it dropped yet, but if it's dropping tomorrow, what you're working on over at revolver.news? 
Absolutely. It's fantastic to be here, especially with you as the host, which is a rare <laughs> treat for me. So I'm very honored to be here in that context as well. And yes, you're absolutely right. We have another really big, really important January 6th piece. And for, I really wanted to have it ready. Now it will be ready by tomorrow morning, maybe tomorrow afternoon at the latest. But it's a piece about a very important whistleblower of January 6th who has received the full weight and political force that the regime brings to bear on whistleblowers, which is a hot thing in the news these days. It's not just Julian Assange. Now we have the, uh, the so-called leaker of these documents revealing that the Ukraine war is not going exactly the way that they told us. And now all of the fake news, quote unquote, professionals in the New York Times and other places who make a living off of saying, oh, we need to protect Daniel Ellsberg and these other whistleblowers in the Vietnam era and so forth. Now, all of a sudden, they've got their pitchfork out and want to basically give the death penalty to this guy who exposed the truth about what a scam uh, the Ukraine situation is. And so... It's not a good terrain for whistleblowers these days. There's been a whistleblower called Jeremy Brown who's recently sentenced to over seven years in prison. So we tell some explosive details about his case, what he did, what he exposed, and what he's had to endure. So it's going to be a major piece coming out very soon. I think the most uh, cushy job in the world would probably be being part of the democratic apparatus and being one of these whistleblowers, whether it was the Facebook one, the impeachment witnesses, they have a, a pretty nice pretty nice setup. Compare, juxtapose that with how uh, whistleblowers on our side get treated. Like you said, they probably get the death penalty, or at least unfortunately that's what, what seems to be the case, or at least a prison sentence. I think we may have Senator Marshall joining us, but in, in the meantime, I could be wrong on that. We've got a few minutes before we have to go to break, but I think we have Senator Marshall up. Hi, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will get back to Darren in a sec, but while we have you, of course, no surprise what I want to talk to you about, this bombshell. Usually I say bombshell just because there's one bombshell in it, but in this case, I think you very specifically have two bombshells, that is, two lab leaks that you think likely occurred at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. If you can just sort of give us a general overview of this report, and then I would love to get in to sort of the actions of the Chinese Communist Party during this now time period with which what, what constitutes the early days of the pandemic, which your report sort of blows a hole through the mainstream narrative on that. Right, Natalie. So what this report says is there's a preponderance of evidence that there were two lab leaks, two unintentional lab leaks from Wuhan, China. The first one probably the September 2019 timeframe, and then the second one probably in the November 2019 timeframe when they were working on a vaccine. And the second, really, I think the second bombshell is to say that there's significant evidence to show that this virus was actually made in that laboratory as well. And then this report totally takes down the concept that this could have came from a natural spillover event. Um, so it definitely two lab leaks. The preponderance of evidence supports that this was being funded with U.S. tax dollars um, for, for years. And additionally to the money, we taught them how to do this. We showed them, we gave them the technology, we gave them the human humanized mice that were developed in North Carolina. Uh, we gave those as well to do these same experiments. So we got about a minute before we have to, to run to break. So I will tee up my question. 
Because as someone who has reported on this extensively, it's no secret that there really is military-civil fusion right over in China, right? Any research that they're doing for civilian purposes is intricately linked to the military. So I know this report stopped short of calling COVID a bioweapon necessarily, right? But when you say that it wasn't intentionally released, do you think the type of research that they were conducting that led to either an unintentional or intentional release, do you think that that research was altruistic in its purposes, right? Was it about preventing pandemics or was it in the realm of bioweapon research, gain of function type research? Like I said, we got to jump to break, but I really want to get your answer on that. And of course, what Anthony Fauci has to answer for, what payment, what really accountability looks like from the American counterparts who enabled China to unleash this virus. Hang in there, we'll be right back with Senator Roger Marshall. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you actually spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you for your political views. Public SQ is your guide. Public Square connects freedom-loving Americans with the community and businesses they share their values. Here's the best part. It's absolutely free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com and download their app today. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where you spend your hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. That's publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Take action. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and your values. Go to publicsq.com. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. There's anything that COVID proves is that you certainly should not trust the federal government and how they spend your taxpayer dollars. They think sending it to Chinese military labs in Wuhan is a good idea. So you certainly shouldn't trust them, what they plan to do with the economy. That's why you should go to birchgold.com and, uh, sorry, birchgold.com slash Bannon uh, to check out all the wonderful resources that they have, the end of the dollar empire, get informed, get educated, make your own decisions. Certainly don't trust MSNBC, let alone Joe Biden when it comes to what you're going to do uh, with your personal finances. But now that we've gotten that out of the way, I think we still have Senator Marshall down the line. Like I said, before we went to break, your take on whether or not the Chinese Communist Party was engaging in bioweapon, which is a very loaded term, I'm aware, but bioweapon research. Right, Natalie. So certainly all the evidence for COVID-19 says that this was an unintentional lab leak. But to your point, China themselves considers bioweapons as a, a national security threat to them. 
And just like they're responding to nuclear threats, they are also responding to bioterrorism threats. So they're developing counter counter methods, countermeasures, as well as offensive measures as well. So indeed, there's no doubt that they've been uh, that they are indeed developing bioterrorism type of weapons. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And to your point earlier. It's not like in the United States where we have the CDC over in one laboratory and our military laboratories in another state. This report documents exactly how folks, the scientists from the PLA are interacting with Dr. Xi and the scientists from the CCP are interacting with them as well, sharing the information. Uh, and, and again, your listeners need to understand that the goal of China and the Trinity challenge that they're leading is to, is to come up and, and harvest the DNA from every human, every plant, every animal, in the world. And just like nuclear energy, there's great things you can do with that. And there's also some really bad things you can do with it. Maybe they're going to help us to find a cure for Alzheimer's at the same thing. They could develop uh, vaccines that they could, they could vaccinate their own animals with, but a virus that might hurt American animals. So indeed they're engaged in developing bioterrorism weapons. There's no doubt about that. I would certainly bet on American scientific innovation over the Chinese Communist Party any day, and I'm sure that's a position that you would share with me. we got a few minutes left before, unfortunately, I have to let you go. But if you can just talk about, again, we know all the elites want pandemic amnesty, but I'm sure you and your colleagues want accountability, as do the American people. So what exactly does accountability look like here in this country, not just focusing on the Chinese Communist Party, but for officials like, of course, the infamous Anthony Fauci? What are you guys working on in the Senate to make sure that those people uh, face, really, uh, the fire for their actions? Right. So, so Natalie, most importantly, I want to make sure that this never happens again. There's not a listener on, on to your show right now that doesn't have a loved one that was impacted by this. So I'm focusing on what legislation we should be passing to get our arms around uh, research. So let's get our own house in order like, like you're talking about. So EcoHealth is a, an NGO agency that received $150 million from 10 different government agencies to fund research in Wuhan, China, viral gain of function research at that. So I would ask you, why is the United States AID, the Agency for International Development, spending American dollars on viral gain of function research? Research. So we need to get our arms around this research grant process we have here. Uh, Dr. Fauci was overseeing $6 billion a year, and then he would leverage that with, say, the Clinton Foundation money or Gates Foundation monies as, as well. There's significant conflicts of interest. We need to stop all viral gain of function research until we really have our arms wrapped around that as well. So uh, let's clean up our own house, first of all, and certainly let's stop funding any type of research with China right now and, until, well, I think that they're on the on the naughty list, as we say here back in Kansas. Mm-hmm. So I think that we should be stopped doing research with any type of country uh, of concern, including China right now. And speaking of cleaning our own house, uh, particularly our southern border, I know you just introduced a resolution. We only got a few minutes, but can you walk through for the War Room audience what you did? Mayorkas is certainly someone that the War Room posse does not like, but it seems like you're taking the steps to, again, hold him accountable for his dereliction of duty down on the southern border. Right. Yeah. So you nailed it. So Secretary Mayorkas is derelict in his duties. He is charged with keep with keeping the border secure. So we've introduced this resolution of no confidence. Now, we cannot start an impeachment hearing on the Senate side. That has to start on the House side. But we will do some type of unanimous consent process 
where we bring this resolution to the floor and people can vote it up, up or down one way or the other. And I hope that this will give some confidence over on the House side. I think that uh, people's concerns today are about inflation, the cost of gas and groceries. But right beside that is just the concern about the safety and security of your own families. Just curious right now if the Senate held a vote whether to convict or, or not, uh, Senator Mayorkas, do you think he would be convicted if he were impeached by the House? You know, I, I think that's a, a tough one to predict. Uh, remember, the Democrats controlled the Senate. This is what America gave us. They gave us a Democrat-controlled Senate and a Democrat-controlled White House. And then this is what we get. We get 300 Americans dying every day from fentanyl poisoning. Um, there's four, 400,000 uh, terrorists. Uh, in, in, I'm sorry, 400,000 people that have been convicted of crimes that are aliens that are in this country right now that need to be removed. So all those things are going on. Uh, to get 51 votes in the Senate is going to be pretty tough, though, on this issue. Of course. Senator, thank you so, so, so much for joining us, really. It's, it's an honor. Uh, you really are a fighter. And I know sometimes just because you're a Republican doesn't always mean you have a backbone, but it seems like you certainly do. Thank you for fighting on these issues, whether it's COVID or immigration. Um, where can the War Room audience support you? Where can they follow you and your work and, and help you get the truth out there? Right. So I would just start with marshall.senate.gov, uh, our website. We have a, a timeline videotape on there that your, your folks may be interested in on as well. Um, and of course, we're on Twitter and, and Instagram as well. So marshall.senate.gov. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining us. You bet. Well, I can't believe it. We've got about 40 seconds left until the show's over. It's a pretty packed show. I know we got cut short with Darren, but I'm sure he'll be back on the show tomorrow to break down his wonderful scoop, which we'll be dropping on revolver.news. Like you said, it's about J6 and whistleblowers. But in the meantime, we've got a battleground. Make sure you go to Frank's speech or the War Room Getter feed to catch up with another hour of War Room. I won't be hosting it, but Steve will be back tomorrow morning hosting the show. I'm sure there'll be a whole another news cycle breaking. It's really wild times here in the war room. But thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back tomorrow evening hosting the 5 p.m. hour. But go together, go to Frank's speech, go watch Battleground. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. 
it is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.